He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I will never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with your fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. is my best friend, my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness. So, the water is moving and refreshing is flowing. Are you guys ready? Heavenly Father, we're so grateful and thankful to gather in this place, Lord. You have, you have anointed this place. You have filled this place. You are working in this place, Lord. And we give you thanks and praise for the great and wonderful and mighty things that you're going to do in us, through us, and to us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord together.
worship you in this place. Come on. You are great. You're the one that does miracles. You're the one that does everything. Everything we need. You can do it, Lord. You're the one who brings the unseen into reality. Lord, we worship you in this place. We worship you in this place. You are great, Lord. You are so great, You are so great. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. are you, Lord. We welcome your glory in this place, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Your most holy presence. Oh, we reverence your presence. We acknowledge you, Lord, in all of our ways. That you may direct our paths. Lord, direct our going and our coming and our receiving and our giving. Under your direction. We're under your lordship. Oh, we bless you, most high God. We are in covenant with you. And we glorify you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you that you speak to us. Listen, listen. It's time to rise up in faith. You can no longer sit on the sidelines and watch others operate in faith. I want to do great things in this earth and I want to do them through you. So hook up. Take your position. Take your place and seek my face and hear my voice and know my way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Don't they do a wonderful job? Hallelujah. We're glad that you're here. And if you're watching online, we're glad that you're watching this. Hallelujah. I heard it once said... That if you want to receive from the anointing, there's three ways that you can receive. Observation, association, and support. Observation, association, and support. You know, when you give to God, when you put money into VCF, you're putting it in good ground. Amen? Amen? Lives have been changed over 19 years. And more will be changed. Amen? And people are going to receive their inheritance. Hallelujah. We give you glory and honor and praise. 
in the name of Jesus. So as you give tonight, just want you to know that you're giving to God. Amen. And uh, how many would like to increase your blessing? You say, well, how can I increase my blessing? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. In Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Luke 6, verse 38. Give. Everybody say give. give. And it shall be given to you. So what's your it? Whatever you give. If you give time, God helps you redeem the time. If you give friendship, you get friends. Right? If you give money, you get money. It could be your it. It shall be given to you. How? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. Now listen, here's the part. For with the same measure that you meet, or that you measure out, it shall be measured to you again. So what's the standard of measurement? Your measure. Amen? You could take a cup of flour and throw it into the air. You could take a cup of flour and make something out of it. Amen? It all depends on what you do with your measure. So if you want a greater measure, then increase your measure. Amen? So, Father, I give you thanks and praise for the opportunity and the privilege to give into your kingdom. And, Lord, we're excited because you promise and provide the most best return ever in the history of the world. And we give you thanks and praise that there's no decrease, there's no decline, there's only increase in growth and prosperity in your kingdom. And I pray over every gift and giver right now, and I call it blessed and rewarded by you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And, of course, if you know you're here, you can give any time during the service. If you're online, you can go on the website and do that that way. Amen. All right. Well, kids, are you ready for some living in faith action? All right. We're going to dismiss you now to go live in faith every day. Kids, have a great time and a great class and a great time with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Well, you guys ready for the word? Amen. Well, you're here because you're ready. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I want to break out of any stagnation or hindrance that you may have experienced in life. Amen? How are we going to break out of mediocrity or small thinking? We're going to do that by faith. How do we do anything in the kingdom of God? By faith. Right? So tonight... You're going to discover divine faith produces divine results. Everybody say divine faith. Where does the faith that we have come from? It comes from God. Right? Jesus said, have faith in God. Well, God is divine, isn't he? He is deity. Right? He is the Godhead. Woo! He's the head and we're the body. You ever see a body detached from its head or a head detached from its body? Doesn't, doesn't go too much, does it? 
Where the body goes, the head goes. Where the head goes, the body goes. Right? We go together like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> Amen? I want you to turn in the Bible to Second Peter. Second Peter. I was actually inspired this morning at about 4.18. This a.m. And uh, I got out of bed... And uh, I went to my computer, and uh, I happened to hear a message by Leroy Thompson. And uh, it inspired me. So this is not Leroy Thompson, but this is Pastor Doug, right? Because I'm not Leroy Thompson. And uh, I'm me. But he was talking about... um, Operating in the divinity of faith releases supernatural identity. And uh, so through his inspiration and the Holy Spirit, this is the meal tonight. The fresh manna. So 2 Peter chapter 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. To them that have obtained or received like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Have you obtained some faith? Have you obtained? This is not just any faith, but this is precious faith. This is valuable faith. This is important faith. Amen? You've got the same faith as Peter had. You've got the same faith as Paul had. You've got the same faith as Ruth had. You've got the same faith as Esther had. You've got the same faith as Jesus has. It's the very same faith. Why? Because we're part of his household. We're part of his kingdom. Amen? Amen. He provided us with his faith. The faith of God or the God kind of faith. The same faith that God exercised when he said light be and the lights came on without a power bill. And they're still on today. I'm telling you when God speaks it's forever. It's everlasting. It's ever ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's ever for you. So God transformed a dark, dreary, lifeless situation and brought life and activity to it simply by operating in faith. By faith, he changed the entire atmosphere. By faith, a woman came to Jesus and the the flow of blood stopped that had been flowing for 12 years. By faith, a centurion came and his, his, his servant that he loved was completely healed. By faith, a Syrophoenician woman came to Jesus and got her, de- her, her daughter unvexed. Your faith can do amazing. It's time that our faith starts doing some amazing things. It's time that we have a full meal from for, for some crackers and tuna. <laughs> Amen? 
It's time for us to tell people to pick up their mat and walk. Amen. Amen. It's time for us to shake some cities. How are we going to do it? With divine faith. Okay? Now notice verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. And of Jesus our Lord. So if, how many want grace and peace to multiply? Yes. Well, you, you have an amount of grace and peace, but it can grow. Yes. It can increase. It can be, you can have more grace. You can have more peace. Because multiplication increases things. But you've got to do it through the knowledge of God. You've got to know who God is. You've got to know what his kingdom's about. You've got to know some things about God. And it's in that knowledge of God, it's in that sphere that grace and peace are multiplied. Where you can have a full measure of grace and peace. It's okay to take seconds. Thirds, fourths, fifths, sixths, seventh. You can dip into it as how many ever times you need. Grace is available for when you need it. I don't know about you, but I need it every day. Okay? So I want grace to multiply and peace. Grace and peace. Now notice verse 3. This is the first verse that we got to pay attention to. According as his what? Divine power. Everybody say divine power. Has given unto us what? A few things? Some things? What gave us all things? His divine power. That's power that comes from God. Because God is divine. You know, he's divine and we're the branches. Do you believe that his divine power has already given to you everything that you need? What what has it given you? All things that pertain unto life. Okay? What pertains to your life? Money pertains to your life because money is what we use to exchange for things, goods and services, right? So God's divine power can get money to you. God's divine power can clothe you. God's divine power can feed you. God's divine power can direct you. Right? Because it pertains to life. Right? God, through, divine, through his divine power, did, did you have to work for that power? No. When you met Jesus, you were empowered. Because you were, you, were, you were empowered with the power source. When Jesus came into your life, so did power. Resurrection power. Life power. Strength power. Helping power. Solution power. Producing power. You didn't even have to sign up with the electric company. 
Why? Jesus is solar power. He's sun. We get power from the sun. And we don't even need a panel. All we need is a heart. Okay? According as his divine power. Whose divine power? His divine power. Has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Godliness is the highest standard of life. Why? It's a life that reflects God. Bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable in all things. That's what Paul told Timothy. So, according as his divine power has given us all things in life and godliness... God's power equips you for your natural life and it equips you for your spiritual life. Because you are a two-sided being. You're a spiritual being and a natural being. You're a spirit who lives in a body. With your body, you 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 contact this natural world, but with your spirit, you contact God. You are connected to God through the spirit because God is a spirit. You didn't get saved in your mind. Your body didn't get saved, but you got saved. Well, who's you? That's the real you, the hidden man of the heart. Why? You were spiritually born from above. If you didn't like being born, be born again. You know, some people hate their life. Well, get a new one. God's got a new one for you. If you didn't like being born, be born again. Start over. God, it's the greatest mulligan ever. It's the greatest do-over ever. Okay? Now, here it is again. His divine power. What kind of power? Divine Divine power. It comes through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. We sang about God's glory tonight. God's called you to glory. He wants you to be glorious, victorious. Say, I'm glorious, victorious. Say, I'm glorious, victorious. What kind of church are we? We're a glorious church. We're a blood-bought church. We're a redeemed church. Hallelujah. We've been pulled out of darkness. That's glorious. And God makes your victory so glorious that the devil didn't even know what happened. You're in the winter circle and the devil didn't even know how you got there. He goes to his his demons and says, what what happened? What happened? They got a hold of faith. Your faith does the impossible. For example... God has, the Bible says this, that you've been seated with Christ, where? I'm telling you, you can't see the seat, but God got a seat reserved for you, and by faith, you can sit in that seat that you can't see with your eyes, because you know it's there, why? Because he said it's there. There's an invisible seat waiting with your name on it, waiting for you to get there. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So what kind of power? Whose divine power? God, his, right? Who did he give it to? He gave it to you. How did he give it to you? He came through knowledge. Knowledge of what? 
Any kind of knowledge, natural knowledge? No, knowledge of God. I like what Jesus, when he asked his disciples, he said, who do the people say that I am? Oh, some say you're Elijah, Jeremiah, some of the prophets. He said, but who do you say that I am? God's not concerned about the opinion of the multitude. He's concerned about who, who is he to you? Who am I to you? Well, he was, the disciples didn't know that Jesus was giving them a pop quiz. But whenever you have a pop quiz, you got a Holy Ghost who knows the answers. And Peter, who didn't even have time to study, he didn't even have a book. He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, Peter, you have answered correctly, for flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but my Father in heaven, God the Father in heaven, gave Peter knowledge to answer a question on the spot. He had divine knowledge. He had a divine revelation of who Jesus was. And Jesus said it came from the Father. So there was a transfer of knowledge. And in that transfer of knowledge, you got power. When you came to know Jesus as your Lord, you got power. Power for life, power for godliness, power in your natural, power in the spiritual. Say, I'm a powerhouse for God. Say, I'm a powerful powerhouse for God. Say, I've got supernatural power. I'm telling you, we got more power than any Marvel character. Because we got supernatural power. They only got superpower, we got supernatural power. Did you know as a believer, sickness is afraid of your hands? Because you shall lay hands on the sick, and what happens? He didn't even say pray. He just said lay your hands on them. Why? You got power running through your veins. You got power in your bones. You got power in your voice. You got power in your words. You got power in your belly. Oh, it's like fire in my bones. How do I know? There was a prophet who died. His name was Elisha. They put his bones in a, in a grave, but they didn't have time to cover him up. And there was a battle ensuing. And one of the guys got shot with an arrow and fell into the grave on Elisha's bones. And there was so much power in the bones that the man who got shot with the arrow fell on his bones. The minute he contacted his bones, he was resurrected. There was resurrection power in the bones. You've got resurrection power. My goodness. All right, look at verse (laughs) 4. Divine faith produces divine results. You don't have just ordinary faith. You have above ordinary faith, extraordinary. All right, look at verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Oh, we don't even know how great God's promises are. They're exceeding great. They're above what you could ask or think. Okay? That, you, that by these, by what? By these promises. What are God's promises? His word. Where is his word? It's right at your fingertips. 
God's word contains the essence of his power. What you got under that hood? Oh, I'm a sleeper. I may not look like much, but I can do much. Why? Gideon's army didn't look like much, but it could do much. Abraham's servants, they didn't look like much, but they could whoop five kings' armies. See, when you've got God, it doesn't matter how big or how small you look, because with God, you're a majority. You're bigger than what you think you are. So God doesn't go by size. Matter of fact, he takes small things and makes them great. He'll take a little boy's lunch and feed 10 to 15,000 people. That's, that's taking something small and making something great out of it. All right? Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these promises you might be partakers of the what? The what nature? The what nature? A nature just like God. You, you, are, you have been given a new nature. Matter of fact, you're an entirely new creature. Say, I'm a new creature with new features. Hallelujah. Welcome to the, fe- the, feature, the creature feature. Amen. You are no longer on display, but it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. You have Christ on the inside. You have the anointing on the inside. You have the anointed one on the inside. That's why you're a new creature with a new feature. Now you have spiritual gifts. Now you have grace abilities. Now, if you weren't a creative person, you could create things with your mouth. Why? Because you create things with faith. The primary way that faith is released is through your words. You're a partaker. What's a partaker? A sharer. You have a share in the divine nature. And when when Jesus returns, you're going to get the full upgrade of your new nature. And you're going to have, because the Bible says when he returns, we're going to be just like him. In the twinkling of an eye, you're going to be changed. And corruption is going to put on incorruption. Amen? And you're going to have a glorified body just like Jesus. Right now, we just have the down payment. We have the guarantee. But there's a lot more coming. There's a greater package coming. Whoo, glory to God. And because you're a partaker of the divine nature, you escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. How do you escape corruption? You be like Jesus and you overcome corruption. Amen. You don't have to participate in the corruption of the world. Jesus didn't sin. He didn't participate in the corruption of the world. You don't have to sin either. We don't have to sin. Even though our natural bodies are susceptible to that, we can say, no, Joseph did. He said, how can I do this thing against God? He didn't didn't sin in that moment. 
he was operating by divine nature and he didn't even have the Holy Ghost in him. If Joseph could say no without the Holy Ghost in him, imagine what we can do with the Holy Ghost in us. Amen? So, we have divine power that goes with our divine nature. Amen? You can read 2 Corinthians 5. You're a new creature. Old things are passed away. Verse 17, behold, all things have become what? New. Jesus made us a new and living way that we can walk through, right? You entered a kingdom that has a new way of living. It has a new operating system. How many ever loaded a new operating system on a computer, right? I remember when I worked at Ephraim National Bank. When I was hired, they had just gone from a DOS system, you know, the green letters and, 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 the, and, and, and the little line, right? And you had to punch, you know, the punch it. They had just gone from a DOS system to a Windows-based system. And all the ladies who were used to the DOS system, they were a little frustrated because they had to learn something new. It was a new operating system. I'm telling you, we, we've been given an upgrade operating system. We can operate by faith. We can overcome death by faith. We can cast out devils by faith. We can do things that Jesus did. He said it in John 14, 6, these things that I do, you will do also, but greater things shall you do because I'm, I'm retiring early. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, with divine faith, we have been, we have undergone a divine birth (laughs) right we've been born again that's a divine birth amen we we escape god's divine wrath hallelujah we have divine blessings that are coming upon us we have a divine nature we're operating under divine authority who told you that you could do this i have divine authority Are you exercising your authority? Hmm? Jesus! The 70. You know when he said the 70? Jesus, Jesus! Oh, it was so wonderful! Even the devils, devils are subject to us. Oh, don't worry about the devil. I saw him fall like lightning. I was eating popcorn while he fell. He fell so fast I could only bite one bite. Phew! But you ought to be concerned if your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That ought to be your focus. Amen? Through God's Word, we have divine counselors. You could present anything that was written in Scripture as evidence for your case in the court of heaven. Why should you be healed? I present to you as evidence, Isaiah 53, 5, that by his stripes I'm healed. I present to you, Psalm 103, 3, that he heals all my diseases. I present to you, Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word and healed me. Okay, the judge says, I declare you are healed. Case closed. Everybody say, case closed. I'm telling you, and God, the, the judge 
in the courtroom is your father God and he agrees with everything that he wrote. He not only wrote the law, but he interprets the law. He is the lawgiver. Amen. So we have divine counselors. We have 40 counselors, included 41 if you want to include the Holy Spirit. 40 different authors, approximately, right? All talk about one man named Jesus. From Genesis to Revelation, it's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Everything they did in the Old Testament, every sacrifice that they performed, every act of worship that they did, it was pointing to Jesus. The ark points to Jesus. The ark of the tabernacle points to Jesus. The commandments point to Jesus. Everything, the tabernacle points to Jesus. Hallelujah. And, and you operate on supernatural knowledge because you have divine revelation. God will show you something that you didn't know sometimes on the spot. Noah didn't have a problem building a boat with eight people. Did you notice that when you read Noah's account, he never complained for lack of workers? Why? He had grace. Everybody say grace. That's divine favor. That's divine ability. That's divine power. You got the same grace. So God has given you grace to do everything that he's told you to do. So don't you dare tell God you can't when he said you should. Because when you tell when you tell God can't when when he said you should you're calling him a liar. That's not going to work out too well for you. You might as well just say, "Okay, God, you said it. I believe it. That settles it." Yes. Amen? Amen. Amen. Why? That's divine faith. Peter had no problem throwing a broken net and in, back into the water to catch fish. He didn't feel like it, did he? He didn't really want to in the moment, did he? But what was his motivation? Because your word. Because your word said it, I'm going to do it. See, you've got to do what the word says, irregardless of what you feel, think, or what your opinion is. God, God's not going to take an opinion poll when he gives you a command. Okay? He's not going to call up a pollster and say, you know, 90 people out of 100 think that this is a good command. Who can, God could care less. He is the authority of the universe. Jesus said, I have all authority in heaven and earth. Now you go. You take my authority. You take my name and you do my work. You do it. Why? I've done my work. I finished my job. It is finished. Jesus finished his work in three and a half years. Moses took a hundred years. Why? The labor market was tough. I mean, when you got eight people trying to build a boat the size of an aircraft carrier, in, back when they didn't have air guns, air hammers, right? I mean, he had a wooden mallet maybe. But yet he boat, he built, Why? God gave him the design, God gave him the ability, God gave him the power, God gave him the skill, and he simply did what God did, and it floated. It didn't leak. Because why? They spent over a year on that boat. That became a houseboat. 
They spend a year on the boat. What did they eat for a year? What did the lions eat for a year? It wasn't other animals. But not, not one animal went hungry. Not one person in Noah's family was hungry or thirsty. They had enough water and enough food to do what they needed to do. Amen? Supernatural faith is like what Elijah did in a famine. Everybody say a famine. What happens in a famine? It's like a place in Oklahoma, no water. You know, I mean, Oklahoma, broken bow, broken arrow, no water. It's, you know, that causes some rough circumstances. Those are actual towns in Oklahoma, by the way. No water? Yeah. It's N-O-W-A-T-A. <laughs> no water, broken arrow, and broken bow. Those are actual towns in Oklahoma. Yeah. Those are actual towns in Oklahoma. But, so Elijah was in the midst of a famine that he caused. <laughs> he caused the famine. I mean, because God told him to, right? It's not going to rain except that my word. And three and a half years later, it didn't rain a drop for three and a half years. So, how is God going to provide for you in a time of famine? Oh, I'm telling you, supernatural faith. Divine faith produces divine results. If you read the story of Elijah in 1 Kings 17 and 18, it said, The word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Say, God's word speaks to me. Oh, come on. God's word is God talking to you. It is relevant. It is more relevant than tomorrow's newspaper. The word of the Lord came unto me, saying. So, what did Elijah do? This is how simple, supernatural, divine faith is. He did what the word said to do. Say, I do what God says to do. It does not have to make sense to your brain. It does not have to make you feel good. Come on, there's things that we don't do because we don't feel like it, right? Or we don't do things because it doesn't make sense to our brain. Faith is not by senses, faith is by saying. So, I want you to go to this wilderness and you're going to drink water from the brook. And rave, I've commanded ravens, oh my goodness. Do you think God can get something to you supernaturally? Elijah didn't even ask God, how am I going to eat or what am I going to eat? God had already provided for him. Say, it's already provided. provided. That need that you have has already been dealt with. Let's get out of the need mentality. Let's get into the want mentality. Amen? Want means you're you're abiding in the goodness of your shepherd. My shepherd is so good, I shall not want. I mean, he is so good to me. Say, God is so good to me. Say, God is faithful to me. God holds me up. God directs me. God blesses me. God takes care of me. 
That's how we got to live. That's how we got to talk. And that's how we have to act. No use complaining about the economy because you're, you're on a different economy. You don't have to worry about a debt ceiling. God doesn't have any debt. He's been, he started debt free. He is debt free and he'll always be debt free and he'll help you make, be debt free too. You believe God will make you debt free? You believe he'll make you rich? Well, I don't want to be rich. Get over that. That's a you problem. Did you know that Solomon didn't even ask for riches, yet God made him rich? God made him, God gave him something that he didn't even ask for. He asked for wisdom. And he got wisdom, but he got also riches and honor. God made Solomon the richest king ever on the planet. Solomon was more rich than any Saudi Arabian dude who digs oil. Come on. God's man, God's woman, I'm telling you, Esther was an orphan and became a queen. So let's get back to Elijah, right? So he goes to the brook, and lo and behold, just as God said, there's water in the brook, and it's good to drink. He didn't even have to filter it. (laughs) He didn't have to bring a Brita with him. He didn't have to take purification tablets. Why? When God provides something for you, it's good to you. And then, while Elijah's drinking water and he's hanging out, he sees a raven. Now, ravens were, are they're unclean birds. I saw a couple of ravens when I was in Africa. They have like a white collar. They look like a, they call them a preacher bird because it looks like a preacher. Black, black with white collar. And this raven, caw, caw. He's flying to where Elijah was. And he's got bread and meat. Where did the raven get the meat? Where did, it didn't matter. God commanded that raven. If a raven can obey God, come on. If a raven can do what God said, come on. You're smarter than a raven. You're greater than a raven. You're more valuable than a raven. That raven brought Elijah twice a day, bread and meat in the morning, roti and curry in the morning. I could see the raven with a big pot in its mouth. Roti and curry, he's making a landing. He said bread and meat, whatever bread you want, whatever meat you want, that's what the raven brought. And it was edible. And Elijah ate it. And he ate it one day. He ate it the next day. He ate it the next day. God is consistently faithful. God is never unfaithful. Now we're unfaithful, but God is never unfaithful. He's always faithful. So you ought to just trust in his faithfulness. Amen? Let's just trust in God's faithfulness. Get rid of your worry and your doubt. Put your doubt in the trash and take it out. Let waste management take care of the doubt. Right? You just sit in faith. See, now when you're in faith, you have joy. 
When you're in faith, you have peace because grace and peace are being multiplied to you because you have divine faith, you have divine power and a divine nature. Okay? So you might as well just relax. Everybody say, just relax. And just trust God. You don't have to know how. You just have to know him. You don't have to know how you're going to do this or how is this going to happen. All you got to do is know him. I know that he is going to work it out. I know that he is working out all good, all things for my good according to his will. Say, my God is working out all things for my good. Hallelujah. He's working things out for your good. My goodness, when Abraham went to Egypt because there was a famine, he lied about his wife saying, say you're my sister so they don't, they don't kill me. Okay. So he goes and he lies about his wife and Pharaoh was going to take Sarah and, I mean, Sarah's 75 years old and she, and kings want her in their harem. I'm telling you. Abraham had a hot wife. Just like I do. And so, Pharaoh's about to take her into hell, and, and God puts a plague. Or no, that was Abimelech. God puts a plague on the house and says, don't you mess with that man. There wasn't one woman that could conceive. And Abraham had to pray. Anyway, when, when Abraham went down to Egypt, right, he left with stuff. Pharaoh said, you need to go. But he gave him cattle. He gave him servants. He acquired things. Even when you make a mistake, you can still acquire things. Why? You were designed to acquire things. Yes. Say, I'm an, I'm an acquirer. You're not an inquirer. Well, you're, you might inquire, but you're also an acquirer. God has designed you to acquire things. Yes. 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 Why? You're supposed to dominate. The blessing means you dominate, you multiply, you subdue, you fill the earth. Amen? Amen. And you take dominion. Say, I dominate. dominate. Yeah, you can dominate your field, whatever your field is. Amen? Dominate the classroom. Take over the school. Come on, take over the school. Why? He was in you as greater. It's, it's not about numbers. It's not about how many. It's about who, who you have. Amen? Well, you know, Elijah's not even in my notes. <laughs> this is the Holy Ghost. So the brook dries up. Why would God send me to a brook and have it dry up? Because the brook's not his source. Your job is not your source. That's just simply an avenue that where income comes in. But you know what? God can get you income anywhere. I mean, my goodness, Jacob got income by tearing bark off sticks. Israel got income by asking their masters for their stuff. got income after toiling all night and not catching a fish. (laughs) But yet, in the morning, the preacher said, cast your nets. He said, okay. He did. He couldn't couldn't pull in the net. Peter got a walk away income in one moment. 
What does that mean? He had so much income, his family was taken care of, and he could go follow Jesus. We know that he, had, he, he was married because he had a mother-in-law because she got a fever and Jesus healed her. Joseph, this is a revelation from Pastor Fiona. All right, I'm going to do this. Walking in divine faith is as easy as taking three steps. Everybody say three steps. One for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. From the pit to the prison. Actually, we'll go from, yeah, from the family to Potiphar's house. Step one. Doesn't matter how you got there. God needed him in Egypt. Quit complaining about how God gets you to where you need to be. Just stop, stop believing for your healing and just look to the healer. All right? Step two, prison. How's a man who's a slave going to get in government? Step three, Pharaoh, prime minister. Everybody say 13 years. 13 years. In 13 years, Joseph went from a slave... To a, now, if you'd have ended up in the prison, you, you, you'd think it'd be getting worse. But not Joseph. While in prison, he's put in charge of the prison. You know, it's not too bad if you're a prisoner in charge of the prison. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Everywhere Joseph went, he was put in charge. When he was at home, his father said, go and uh, tell me what your brothers are up to. Right? He was put in charge. He gets to Potiphar's house. Boy, this boy is so blessed, he, he, he was put in charge. Yes. He, he gets thrown in prison. He was put in charge. He enters the palace, and he was put in charge. Three steps. One, two, three. Yes. Yes. Say, it is, easy it is easy to operate, to operate. in divine faith. Yes. When you operate in divine faith, you get divine results. All right, let me close this out. Oh, my goodness. Let me just give you some practical things on how to do this. Amen? All right. In order to operate in divine faith, you need to have good character. Divine faith doesn't work for liars or deceivers. Or darkness. It, it works in light. It works in openness. Nothing hidden. Amen? So you got to have good character if you want to operate in divine faith. You can put Psalms 37, 23, the steps of a good man. Who? The good man. A good man. Are you a good woman? Are you a good man? Then your steps are ordered by God. In other words, he tells you where to go and what to do and how to do it. All right? Number two, if you want to operate in divine faith, you need spiritual understanding. 1 Corinthians 2.9, it says, The things which uh, the eye has not seen or the ear has not heard or has entered into the heart of man, uh, of all that God has prepared for us to those who love him, uh, they, uh, who, uh, they're revealed to us by the Spirit. So you need spiritual understanding. 
Amen. If you want to operate in divine faith, you've got to have spiritual understanding. All right? Number three, if you want to operate in divine faith, you have to have a divine revelation. Faith has to be real to you. What God said has to be real to you. It has to be exploding on the inside of you. Amen? It can't just be because someone else did it. It's got to be real to you. Amen? So you've got to study the word. Right? There might be a time when no one else can pray for you but you. Well, I have no one to lay hands on me. How about your hands? Lay your hands on yourself. Yeah, when, when uh, Phil and I had just gotten married, you know, we didn't have a lot of money and someone gave us a dog. It ended up on her roommate's doorstep. And we had a fenced-in backyard. So we, we took the dog. And whenever that dog was sick, I prayed for that dog. I couldn't afford a vet bill. I had to go to the maker of the dog. I went to the manufacturer because he, he has a warranty with his work. Yeah. Amen. Come on, somebody. Are you listening? God is the manufacturer. All right, number four, if you want to operate in divine faith, Romans 8, 14, you need to be led by the Spirit. You need to have alert discipline. Amen. Are you a disciple? A disciple is disciplined. It's a disciplined learner. Amen. You're ever learning, ever growing. If you read on 2 Peter, talk about growing your faith. Amen. Growing in the knowledge of God. And then Hebrews 10.36, if you want to operate in divine faith, you've got to have passionate patience. Amen. Stop being impatient. Do you, do you know who's impatient? The devil. But what happens to those who wait? Who, those who wait on the Lord shall what? See, God's given you renewable strength. But you've got to wait on him. But sometimes that takes... You can't be impatient and wait on God. And waiting on God is actively serving him. Yeah. All right? And uh, Isaiah 40, you've got to wait on the Lord, not the manifestation. Yeah. 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 I, see, I like what, I just heard Keith Moore today, and it was from his week of increase last night, I believe. And they're believing for a project to do some construction He's got a church in uh, Sarasota, Florida, and a church in Branson, Missouri, okay? And uh, he's a licensed pilot, and he has his own jet, but uh, the work is $4 million. So last night, their offering was 53000 That's 1% of what they need to come in. Everybody say 1%. Now, the devil will tell you 1% is bad. No, 1% is more than what you had before. 1% is better than zero. You've got to shout about the progress. Even if it's a little progress, you've got to praise God for the progress. Don't negate the progress. Don't say it was only 1%. Say glory to God. It's 1%. If God can give 1%, he can give 99%. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Why? Every increase starts off as a seed. A seed is small. But you get that seed planted in the right atmosphere and in the right place, it grows. It multiplies. So he was praising God for 1%. Amen? All right. Oh, 
So here's what happens when you operate in divine faith. You cancel out all the devil's work. Why? Because this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith, our divine faith. Amen? So I want you to say this, and then I'm going to close. Say, I'm walking in divine faith. My faith is supernatural. There is absolutely nothing that my faith cannot produce. My faith is in God. I trust God. Supernatural things become normal in my life. That's how I should live. Supernatural every day. Led by the Spirit. Fed by the Spirit. Guided by the Spirit. I denounce in my life anything that did not come from God. I trust the Lord with all my heart. I lean not to my own understanding. It's my time. Hallelujah. Say, I'm taking over by faith, being led by the Spirit, walking in the anointing, speaking the blood, declaring the glory, yielding to angels, and angels yielding to me. I walk by faith, not by sight. I'm led by the Spirit and not by the world. I have divine faith. I have a divine nature. I have divine power. Hallelujah. Let's give God a shout about that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're going to break through every barrier that is facing you right now. You are going to bust free, break out. Hallelujah. You are not going to be broke another day in your life, glory to God. Say, I'm not going to be broke another day in my life. I have abundant blessing. I have a full supply. I have a Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah, glory to God. Stand to your feet. Give God a shout in this place. Glory to God. A shout of triumph is in this place. Hallelujah. Do you realize the walls of Jericho still stood until they shouted? They were shouting at walls that stood, but when their shout erupted, the walls fell down. Hallelujah. Say, I'm shouting walls down. And I'm taking the spoil. I'm taking my reward. I'm possessing my promise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is not just for a select few. This is for every believer in Christ Jesus. You just got to be consumed with his promises. 
You got to think different. But in order to think different, you got to speak different. You got to speak the word. Be in, in, be instant, be ready, in season and out of season. Amen. Whether you feel like it or not, whether it seems good or not, you speak the word. You do what the word says. Amen. At any given moment, you are available and ready for God to speak to you. And you're going to respond with obedience. Amen. You all just had a faith lift tonight. Hallelujah. You had some Holy Ghost Botox. Holy Ghost Botox. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Joy unspeakable. So good you can't talk about it. So good there's no words to describe it. So incredible it just comes out with a force from your inner man. Like rivers of living water out of your innermost being are flowing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) You're no longer weak, but you're strong. You're strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. You're strong. You're mighty. You can do great things. You can run through a troop and you can leap over a wall. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You're a wall leaper. You're a wall leaper and a troop breaker. Glory to God. One can put a thousand to flight, but two can put ten thousand to flight. You have just multiplied your results right now. You have multiplied your results in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the devil cannot outrun you. He cannot outrun you. You whoop his little behind every time. You're a devil whooper. Hallelujah. You're a devil whooper. You're a Holy Ghost bouncer in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, I just thank you right now. You kick the devil out of every area of your life. You kick him out of your body, out of every joint in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are free indeed. You're going to enjoy the freedom that God has given you. Right now, your freedom starts now. Complete and total freedom in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Give it to her, Holy Ghost. Give it to her, Lord. More than she could ask or think right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. time to turn things around and make things right in the name of Jesus. God is turning things around and making them right in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The enemy is defeated and God is exalted. The enemy is defeated. He can no longer steal. He can no longer thieve. He's got to turn back seven times in the name of Jesus up to his house in the name of Jesus. 
Everything that the devil has taken from you is being restored to you right now in Jesus' name, a new and fresh anointing. Hallelujah. You have the same faith that Elijah had. The same faith, the same spirit of faith, as you believe, therefore you speak according to what is written. Find the promise of God that gives you the victory, that puts you over, that calls things to be restored, and begin to declare it, begin to call those things that be not as though they are in the name of Jesus, and they will come to pass. In the na- Don't get sidetracked. Don't look to the right or to the left, but look to the Lord. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in horses. Some trust in the world's way of working things. But you don't operate according to the world. You operate according to his grace and his kingdom in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Someone praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 The Holy Ghost has the green light. The devil has the red light. He has to stop right now in the name of Jesus. Stop and desist in your maneuvers against her in the name of Jesus. Devil, we take authority over you right now. And we command you to stop and desist in your maneuvers against her. Hallelujah. You're not going to be kept down anymore. Because you are a woman whom God has called, whom God has given a divine assignment to, and you're going to fulfill his purpose, and you're going to work out his plan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you're going to stand, stand, stand strong in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We've tapped into something tonight. Oh, you've gotten in the flow. You've gotten in the overflow. Hallelujah. It's the overflow. It's the overflow. You're not in a canoe. You're in a too much boat. You're in a too much boat. Hallelujah. I remember in New Zealand, they had these jet boats. They were designed to go in shallow water, and they would jump rapids. They would jump waterfalls of rivers. And there was a hotel that we actually stayed in. It was, called, it was located at the Shot Over River. God just about to, God shot you over tonight. He shot you over into the winner's circle. He shot you over into victory. He shot you over the enemy. He shot you over. He eliminated defeat. Hallelujah. You've been shot over. With that divine power. Amen. Well, thank you, Father. We give you the glory and the praise for coming in our midst and giving us life food, giving us victory food, giving us overcoming food. Oh, you sustain us, Lord. 
Hallelujah. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Have a good night. God bless you. Oh, hallelujah.